What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? This is another edition of Sports 360. I'm Jeff Fennell, and I'm here with Rob Duran of Rob Duran Sports. Rob, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing well, too. Doing well. We just came off what I think was one of the best weekends of NFL playoffs um, that I've ever seen. I mean, we talk about four fantastic games that went down to the wire, and it was some of the best football that I've seen in a long time, and it was back to back to back to back. It was great, man. It was, and each game got better, which is insane to think. And up until that last game, like your emotions were riding high after the first game, and then the next game would show up, and then the next, and the next. It was, wow, man. I, I agree. Probably one of the best playoff weekends, maybe in any sport that we've experienced in a while. Yeah, no doubt about it. And um, man, let's just jump right into it. I mean, we made our picks on uh, these games, and we both went two and two. Um, and um, you know, we both had the Bengals, and we both—I think that was it. Um, after that, we were different, right? I mean, oh no, we both lost on the Packers. Yeah, <laughs> we both <laughs> lost on the Packers. Uh, you picked the Rams over the Buccaneers in in what was really a wild game too, and then um, I had Chiefs over the Bills. So we both were two and two overall uh, this postseason. You're seven and three. But I'm right on your neck, so you cannot, you cannot take your foot off the gas because I'm six and four. I'm right behind you, so you better watch out because I'm coming this week. Um, <laughs> you know, you know what it says: the object in this mirror, <laughs> they're closer than they appear. So you better watch out because I'm right on you. But hey, um, hey, let's do it. Okay, so but before we do that though, and get into the championship games, let's get into Bengals Titans, and I'm gonna let you go first on the, on, on this game because I know your man Joe Burrow, that's your guy, um, and so um, take us through you know Bengals Titans a little bit. Joe Joe did what Joe does, man. He's just the coolest guy in the NFL, coolest guy on the field. I'm scared to death though of that O line because. My God, I think he was sacked nine times. That can't keep happening, man. He can't not keep nah. getting hit. Um, you know, luckily he doesn't get rattled, it seems like, even when he's getting hit. But those hits have to stop, man. And, um, yeah, he just he did what he had to do. He didn't throw any touchdowns in the game, but he also didn't um, – you know, he helped the team win instead of helping the Titans win the game. So um, he moves on, luckily. Um, I didn't think Derrick Henry had the game that I expected him to have, which is probably why the Bengals won the game. So that kind of helped a little bit there. But listen, man, Joe Cool, that's my guy. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on on the sacks. I mean, he did get, you know, sacked nine times. He was always under pressure. Look, Tennessee has one of the best defenses in the NFL and they can get after the quarterback, and Cincinnati has a leaky front line, you know, offensive line. So that was a bad combination going into the game. Um, And, you know, as far as Derrick Henry, I didn't expect much from him. He had been out for too long. 
And I think to expect him to come back and be vintage Henry, King Henry, it wasn't going to happen. It just wasn't going to happen. And I actually thought Foreman should have played a little bit more because he seemed Mm. to be playing at a different speed than everybody else. And they gave him the ball a few times. And when they did, he was very effective. But um, look, I, I, I thought that that, you know, Cincinnati played tough and they had to because Tennessee's a tough team. And as you said, Burrow didn't throw any touchdowns, but he didn't lose them the game. But the quarterback on the other team, mm-hmm. I think he did help lose the game for the Titans. I thought Tannehill did not play a good game. Um, I wasn't impressed with him coming in, which was one of the reasons why I picked Cincinnati. But he threw three interceptions, and that last one that led to the you know game-winning field goal was just a poor decision trying to jam a ball in and deflected, got picked and ball game. Yeah. And and I think maybe the ineffectiveness of Tannehill had to do a little bit with the ineffectiveness of Derrick Henry to a degree. Maybe the Titans themselves thought coming in, all right, we got our guy back. Now let's rely on him. And he, they gave him 20 carries. And, and like you said, Foreman only had four carries. And I think he should have gotten the ball a lot more, maybe split those carries. But I think that pressure then fell on Tannehill to be a game saver instead of continuing to be the game manager type quarterback that he is. And it didn't happen. Yeah, because he is, when he's at his best, he manages the game. Um, But when you have to try to win the game with him, that doesn't happen. But there were some questionable play calls too when they turned it over on downs, like midway through the fourth quarter, mm. they first tried to sneak with Tannehill, which went nowhere. And then Derrick Henry, you know, they gave, it was like a slow developing play and the guy got hit in the backfield um, yeah. and they turned the ball over on downs. Now they got the ball back, but you know, it just seemed to me that, that um, Tennessee, uh, their defense was really, really good. Um, but their offense was not. And, you know, Bengals move on. You know, thrilling game, 19-16 to 16 with a walk-off field goal. Um, and that kicker is something else, right? McPherson? I yeah, mean, McPherson. He's, <laughs> and he's a, a rookie. rookie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the Bengals move on to the AFC Championship game, and um, – they they will face the Chiefs in Arrowhead, and we'll talk about that game in a minute. Um, and your man Joe Burrow, aka Macaulay Calkin, because that's exactly <laughs> what he, he looked like. Home Alone to me, man. That's He's done. <laughs> he, he looked like <laughs> he he like he waiting for Marv and them to come through the building <laughs> so he can put up all his traps and stuff. <laughs> he's gonna need but, to uh, with that offensive line, man. Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> need he's gonna need to do something going up in the arrowhead. He better bring all <laughs> his little gadgets and you know the paint <laughs> <laughs> and all the stuff that, he, that Macaulay Culkin uses, man. He better he better bring it to Arrowhead because he's gonna need yeah. everything in that game. But um before getting to that, Packers and the 49ers. 49ers won the game 13 to 10 again on a walk-off field goal and i'm going to tee this one up by just um 
reading a note that I had that came from last week that said from someone, um, Aaron Rodgers throw five TDs and a couple of quotes of the 49ers have no chance. And I recall saying, yeah, they have no chance. And you said zero. And you said the score would be 44 to 13. So you did get it right that the 49ers would have 13 points. (laughs) (laughs) Where you went astray (laughs) was that the Packers scored 34 fewer points than you thought they were going to score. (laughs) So I I don't remember saying that. You don't remember? No, I don't. Okay. Well, I do, and we could just go back to the tape. But in any event, I mean, this was a good game as well. Um, Really interesting. A couple of things. One, 49ers won the opening toss, and they deferred, which seems to be what too many teams do. And I think sometimes, you know, you want to have your offense kind of set the tone for the day. And it seemed as if when Green Bay took that opening kickoff and marched right down the field, and scored what turned out to be their only touchdown, it seemed that the 49ers had made a mistake. Green Bay had the momentum. Crowd was going wild. It was 7 nothing, and it was like, okay, Green Bay's off to the races. But that didn't happen. Uh, were you surprised? We all know San Francisco has a tough defense, but were you surprised at how effectively they shut down the Packers? I was, man. Um... Maybe I was a little going a little crazy saying five touchdowns, but for Aaron Rodgers to have no touchdowns in an entire game in the playoffs at home, and then on top of that, the weather wasn't great, but it's tailor-made for the Green Bay Packers team. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I was shocked to see that they just couldn't muster any offense at all. At all. Incredible. No. And, you know, for me, there were two huge plays in that game. There were many important plays and good plays on the defense. And Debo Samuel was just I – was, I was getting concerned for him, quite frankly, because yeah. they had him running kickoff. They had him in the backfield. They had him, you know, coming around on sweeps from the wide receiver spot. They had him going over the middle. I mean, they, they put him in the teeth of everything, and he was taking a pounding. And so I was concerned about him, but he played a fantastic game. But there were two plays, Rob, that stood out for me. One was at the end of the first half where, you know, um, it seemed as if after San Francisco called a timeout because they thought they were going to get the ball back from the Packers and the Packers got a big play to now put themselves in field goal range. And one of the secondary men, his last name, I think, was Ward. They showed him that he blew a coverage, right? And it allowed the, I don't know if it was Devontae Adams or it was someone else, to get deep. And now they were in field goal range. And it was 7 nothing at the time. And he's saying, okay, now it's going to be 10 nothing. And that felt like that could have been a 20-point lead, you know, given the conditions and everything else. But then Ward came back. And made amends for himself by blocking the field goal. Yeah. And I thought that was a huge play because it kept it a one possession game. So I thought that was a huge play. Then obviously 
the in the second half the blocked punt by Willis that led to the touch the tying touchdown by Green Bay which really stunned that crowd because even though it was only 10 to 3 it really felt like the Packers were in control of that game yes and then yeah. when that blocked punt and then the game was tied it went from oh we're going to win this game to uh oh we may lose this game you felt it throughout the stadium you felt it on television so i thought those were two huge plays in that game and both of them obviously on special teams yeah and speaking of special teams it's funny because with the nfl that third phase of games is normally forgotten and green bay is one team that kind of forgot that special teams existed because they were bad all season their special team squad mm. um and it's kind of showed here in the playoffs as well but when a team makes a, a play a big play on special teams it electrifies that entire team so much like we talk about like if, if Mahomes throws a 60-yard touchdown to Tyreek Hill or something like that that's energizing but a play on special teams has it's a different type of uh like a different type of ele- electricity that runs through the team and and, and the 49ers showed it, man. Those two huge plays, difference makers. Yeah, they they really were. And, you know, you know, even after it was tied, you thought, okay, the ball's coming back. Aaron Rodgers has it. He's going to move them down the field. But then he didn't. And then, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo and 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 George Kittle and of course Debo Samuel start making plays. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> San Francisco is in field goal range. <laughs> and they won it on a walk-off field goal by Robbie Gold in 13-10. to 10, And they're off to the NFC Championship game. And hats off to them. They earned that game, Rob. They, they earned did. that game. You know, they gave up that early touchdown and they gave up nothing else. Made some big plays on special team and made just enough plays to win the game and now they they move on and you know no crying in the milk for Aaron Rodgers um maybe now he can work on maybe getting a better Rodgers rate from State Farm um <laughs> he has some time to negotiate that you know what i mean um but um yeah he's done and obviously there's going to be some questions about his future uh whether he's coming back to Green Bay or not but for right now we leave that alone and hats off to the 49ers for knocking these guys off, man. Yeah. A well-earned victory, man. And listen, going into the playoffs, the 49ers were that team. Like everyone was talking about um, as underdogs, almost, you know, almost disrespecting them and they've earned their respect. I think, especially after this game. And I think people need to start looking out for this team as a serious Super Bowl contender. So we'll see what they do next week. But they're they're a really good team. No doubt about it. No doubt. Okay, so then the third game, which was the first game on Sunday, Ram and Buccaneers, Rams and Buccaneers, and the Rams had a twenty-seven-three lead, and they end up winning the game thirty to twenty-seven on a walk-off field goal. And that twenty-seven-three lead was like midway through the third quarter, maybe even toward the tail end of the third quarter. Yeah. And they nearly, literally coughed this game up with multiple fumbles that just turned this game around, 27-27. And it seemed like the Rams were looking to give this game away, Rob. You know what I mean? And Tom Brady was doing Tom Brady things. 
but it was a questionable in my mind defensive call that led to Cooper Cup getting that catch that put them in position to win the game. And you know, the field goal kicker came on, knocked it through, and the Rams survived. But man, in so many in so many ways, the Rams nearly coughed that game up. Yeah, and I don't know how Cooper Cup was that open, man. That cannot that's their best receiver by far. Well, not by far. OBJ's pretty darn good. I think he's proved it that he wasn't the issue in Cleveland. But you can't leave Cooper Cup undetected like that, for especially towards the end of a game. Um, but I'll tell you what. When I saw the score, I was like, I don't know. This is Tom Brady when they were down. I don't know. This is Tom Brady. I don't think this game is over yet. And they made that strong comeback. And man, I thought I thought the Buccaneers were going to win. And I almost found myself, believe it or not, Jeff, I picked the Rams to win this game. I almost found myself rooting for Tom Brady to make the comeback and complete it and win the game. Because I said, if this guy does it, age 44, does what he did a few years ago to the Falcons in the Super Bowl, the comeback, incredible. But this is that's why he's the GOAT, because he's able to do that with the team. Um despite the odds, but good for the Rams. And listen, Matthew Stafford, again, no turnovers, no interceptions, which has been the big thing for him towards the end of the season. And the one thing I'm telling you, he's listening to me, Jeff. I told him (laughs) no interceptions in the playoffs and you will win. And so far, so good. So I take credit for his success. Okay. You can take credit for his success. That's fair enough. Um, you know, it's it's funny, you know, because we, you know, had opposite picks in this game. And it's funny to hear you say that even though you picked the Rams, as Tampa was making its comeback, you were rooting in some ways for Brady. And I picked Tampa. And as Tampa was making its comeback, I was rooting for the Rams because I did <laughs> not want the Rams to lose that game because they deserved to win the game. Now, if they had lost it, they would have deserved to lose it, but they had outplayed the the Buccaneers pretty much that whole game. And for them to go out and then lose that game would have been a travesty. So even though I, I did not pick the Rams in the end, I was glad that they did win that game. And now they're in the NFC Championship and the 49ers are up next, and they will be playing in Los Angeles. Should be a great game. We'll get to that in a second. But first, we have to get to the last game of the weekend where the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime beat the Buffalo Bills 42-36 to in one of the greatest games, period, I've ever period. seen. Period, yes. And in terms of postseason games, the greatest postseason game I've ever seen, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen were simply fantastic. Uh, everything lived up to the billing. We called these guys gunslingers last week, right? And and yeah. they lived up to it. Fantastic game. The last two minutes of the of of. Uh, the uh, fourth quarter where what 25 points were scored and Patrick <laughs> Mahomes getting the ball back with 13 seconds um, and on two pass plays, getting 
Kansas City in position to kick the game. I mean, to take to, to kick the field goal to tie the game to send it to overtime. Remarkable. Josh Allen was was just great. Rob, one of the greatest games I've ever seen. Too bad Buffalo had to lose that game. No one should have lost that game. Just fantastic. Man, it <laughs> talk about a roller coaster. That those last. I don't know if ESPN still does like their ESPN classics. This one, instant classic. I don't, I don't care what sport you watch, who you root for. This is one of the best games I've ever seen, period, man. The Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, two of the young quarterbacks coming up. Listen, the NFL is in good hands. Brady can retire. Rodgers can retire. All these older guys can go. The NFL is in great hands with these two and a couple of the other younger guys. But, man, they set the tone. For their teams, they did not disappoint. Man, I don't, I don't even, I don't know what other words to say to describe how great those two quarterbacks are for their team. But I remember texting my friends towards the end of the quarter, and we're literally texting back and forth, and something happens every time one of us sends a text, and it was like this game is that good, like it's such a roller coaster of emotions throughout this game. But the way Patrick Mahomes led that team with 13 seconds. And then the execution and overtime to win it, incredible, man. It's like he said, listen, Josh, you're great, but I'm the guy. I'm number one here in the NFL. And wow, man. But kudos to Josh Allen because he played one heck of a game, nearly a flawless game, in my opinion. And it's unfortunate that they that he had to lose, but wow. Great game, man. Yeah, and don't forget about, you know, Gabriel Davis, who had four touchdowns for the Bills, uh, yeah. playoff record, 200-yard uh, game. Um, and you really thought that the fourth touchdown, which came, you know, ultimately with 13 seconds to go, was the game winner. And if there's anything that I believe the Bills will think about is the decision to kick the ball out of the end zone on the ensuing kickoff yep. as opposed to a squib kick that would have forced Kansas City to perhaps use a second or two or three or four off the clock. Um, I think if they if the Bills had to do it over again, they probably would have squibbed kick there, um, but they didn't. And so Patrick Mahomes had a full 13 seconds. And, you know, we now know that 13 seconds is too much time for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you can't, Way you can't much. leave that much time on the <laughs> clock. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like you're saying, the squib kick might've dropped the clock down to what, maybe nine seconds. You would think, you know, not four or five seconds off the clock. That makes a huge difference. <laughs> and that may, have, that may have been the difference between today's conversation where Buffalo is going home. Yeah. Yeah. So the Chiefs uh, move on. They actually will host the first game of this coming weekend, the AFC Championship game against the Cincinnati Bengals as Joe Burrow and Jamal Chase come in. And so let's get to our predictions. Uh, again, you're 7-3. and three, I'm 6-4. and four. I'm coming after you. Um, you want me to go first so you don't think I'm just going to make picks just to go against <laughs> you and everything? Because, see, I, I'm convinced I'm going to catch you anyway. So 
I'll go first. I'm not going to wait for you to go, and then I'm just going to pick opposite that. I'm going, I'll go first on both games. How about All that? right, go for it. Go for it. Okay, easy. First game, Chiefs. Chiefs going to win by two touchdowns at least. Wow. Uh, but Kansas City is going to beat Buffalo, I think. that Not Buffalo, um, Cincinnati. I think that that offensive line of Cincinnati is just not going to hold up. Um, I think there'll be some big plays because Kansas City's defense was a little leaky last week too. Um, but I think you have, I mean, how can you pick against Patrick Mahomes after what you just saw, right? And so I'm picking the Chiefs, and I think they win this one comfortably, and they win it by at least two touchdowns. Wow. Um well, in the NFL, especially the NFL, I don't believe in momentum as far as carrying the momentum because there's so much time that goes in between games and all this stuff. Anything can happen in practice weeks. Um, but Mahomes proved <laughs> he's cold-blooded, man. Dude has no nerves, ice in his veins. He just He's just spectacular. There's, there's not many words. He's the best quarterback in the game. He proved it again. Um, and with the, the team with a chance to make it to the Super Bowl again, especially after the showing last year, losing to Tampa, it's hard to pick against Mahomes, man. But, listen, the Bengals O-line, it scares me. I'll say it again. Burrow cannot get sacked nine times every game, and they expect to win. But he doesn't get rattled. He stays cool. I think their offense is one of the more prolific offenses in the game. And I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Tie ball game. <laughs> We're tied right there. <laughs> oh, we are tied right there. Listen, I'm going like with Joe my Burrow. man, Burrow, man. Okay, listen, I like Joe Burrow. I like him. I was talking to somebody earlier uh, this week, and they were telling me, man, they didn't like Joe Burrow. They felt he had a chip on his shoulder. He had an attitude. I'm like, yeah, he has a chip on his shoulder. But he goes out there and he balls too. And I don't have any problem with an athlete who's going to back it up having a chip on his shoulder. And his chip is like it's like he, he didn't like his facial expressions and all the rest of that. He thinks he's too cool. Well, maybe Joe is too cool for school. But he goes out there and he does what he does, doesn't he? So I like he Joe does. Burrow. I like Joe Burrow. But again, he looks like Macaulay Calkin from Go- from 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 Home Alone. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't know if come Monday morning that Joe Burrow is going to be home alone. The homeboy mm. going to be home. <laughs> he ain't got no Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> he going to be home. That much I know. I don't know if he's home alone, but he's going to be home. We'll see. Because my home we'll is going to send him there. We'll okay. see. But All I right, just can't so... see. I just, I just can't see Patrick Mahomes' brother keep doing TikTok dances on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't I keep saying that. Yeah, I hear you on that, man. That, that's just, yeah. But, okay. Oh, I'm rubbing my hands together. You hear that? <laughs> Tie ball game. Tie ball game. Okay, now I'm going for the lead. NFC Championship game. And I'm not going to hesitate. 
your guy, Matthew Stafford, as you said, you told him don't make any turnovers in the postseason. He hasn't made any turnovers or, you know, in the postseason had any turnovers and they have won two playoff games, first two of his career, and they are now in the NFC championship game and they're hosting the game uh, in Los Angeles. So, you know, what can I tell you other than it ends now? 49ers are going to beat the Rams and advance to the Super Bowl to play Patrick Mahomes. So on this one, the 49ers have their number. All I know is this. In in two of their last three games, the Rams had a 17-0 lead on San Francisco, lost the lead, lost the game. Then they played a team that was ready to go home before the opening kickoff in the Arizona Cardinals, even though I picked them, and they beat them. And then they nearly coughed up a 24-point lead last week. So I see a team that, other than the Cardinals, they're playing a good team. They can't hold the lead. That doesn't bode well. San Francisco takes this one. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't enough to not mess up stuff. And the 49ers are on their way to the Super Bowl. All right. All right. Matthew Stafford is throwing five. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The 49ers have no chance. (laughs) Might as well try it again. Zero. Say it again. (laughs) I think the 49ers, listen, they're, they're impressive. What they're doing defensively is impressive. What they're doing to not lose the game on offense is impressive. Debo Samuel is a absolute stud man he's such a, they, he plays everywhere they put him in any position he'll, he'll just do what he has to do but i'm gonna keep going with stafford man i'm gonna go with the rams in this game i think between cup and obj it's such a dynamic duo at the wide receiver position and then they have the tight end also great players i think the running game is going to be key in this game they need to have uh their running game step up uh which it didn't step up in the last game but this, this game has to happen. They need the run game. Um, I think the defense is going to make Jimmy Garoppolo dance a lot. Aaron Donald is coming for him. Von Miller is coming for him. And hopefully Jalen Ramsey in the backfield can do enough to slow down, uh, whether it's, you know, something with Kittle or with Devo Samuel, something. But the Rams got this one. No predictions okay. on how many touchdowns, though. I'm going to leave that one alone. Well, you you mentioned how Patrick Mahomes' brother was dancing on the sideline. You talk about how the 49ers are going to have Jimmy Garoppolo dancing. While you were talking, I was dancing. I was doing my TikTok dance because it was a victory <laughs> dance because I now have the lead in our head-to-head postseason prediction game. So mm. I was doing my dance. And as far as Von Miller, yeah, I, listen – you know, he he looked like that guy from Hootie and the Blowfish. That that's who he is. What was that guy? Darius, whatever. So nobody's afraid of him, right? And I know he got a couple sacks, or he got a sack last week. Listen, 49ers. And I don't like the 49ers, but they're gonna beat the Rams, bro. We'll see. This is gonna be a good one. Stafford, listen, I, I got Stafford. 
That's my guy right now. He knows. Okay. No interceptions. All right. So this is really going to be interesting. So in the first game, I'm going with the with the Chiefs at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. You're going with Cincinnati. And in the second game, I'm going with the 49ers on the road, and you're going with the Rams uh, in the NFC Championship game. So it should be a, a great weekend of football. But I got to tell you, Rob, I don't – I cannot see, you know, anything topping this past weekend and what we just no. saw. But at the same time, you know, I think that we're – we're in line for two really good games uh, coming up this weekend. So looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Yes. Hey, real quickly, man, as we get ready to get on up out of here. um, Tonight, as we're speaking on a Tuesday evening, right, um, Baseball Hall of Fame voting coming down. I think the expectation is David Ortiz will get in. He's um, actually in. But also, he's in? He's in. Yep. And he should. Yep. And he should be in. So congratulations to Big Poppy uh, for his election to the Hall of Fame. And then Barry Bonds uh, will be excluded again. And yep. re- real quickly, um, you know, my thoughts on that one. Bonds belongs in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and maybe we'll talk about that and revisit that uh, on another show in more detail. But that's my take on it. What's your quick take on Barry Bonds and the Hall of Fame? I've been saying it for years, Jeff. I've written articles on it when I started doing social media stuff. The man deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He is probably one of the greatest hitters, if not the greatest player, not just hitter, baseball player in the history of this game. And he should not be punished for stuff that was allowed and maybe in some cases encouraged. And there are a lot of people in the Hall of Fame who have done worse than what they're saying Barry Bonds has done or did, whatever the case may be. But Barry Bonds deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He should have been in the Hall of Fame first ballot, if I'm being honest with you. There's no reason why this man is not in there. And it took him getting kicked off the ballot at this point, because this is his last try on, and he's still not in there. It's just... It's a mistake by the writers. It's a travesty to the sport and 100% do not agree with the decision to leave Barry Bonds out yet again. I'm right there with you. He belongs in the hall. Um, You know, Roger Clemens and and Sammy Sosa also have had the the doors shut on them, but Barry Bonds, um, clear, clearly a hall of fame talent. Um, And he belongs in the hall and we will see whether, you know, it's veterans committee or something, some other way that he gets in at some point, but you know, it's, it's, um, it's disappointing. And it's, it's always been just for years now is this has been yeah. one of the more disappointing things in major league baseball. And again, we can talk about this in more detail, but as you alluded to, there are so many people who are in the hall who are avowed cheaters, right? Um, and I'm not talking PEDs necessarily, you know, whether it's spitballs or scuffing up balls, 
And then you have other people who have some questionable moral integrity, some outright racist uh, individuals who are in the Baseball Hall of Fame. And so, you know, for the writers to be sanctimonious on this one in this context with this player and his obvious talent and contributions to the game, give me a break. Barry Bonds belongs. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. So we'll leave it there for now. Um, we will probably talk about this story again at some point. Um, but the next time we get together, you will be looking up to me, Rob, <laughs> because I will have overtaken you in our NFL postseason picks. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Looking we'll forward see, to it, man. We shall see. Uh, yes, we will. Well, listen, brother, good, good talking with you again. And uh, we look forward to the games this weekend and also look forward to coming back again next week to talk about the NFC Championship games and to make our predictions for the Super Bowl. But until then, be well and enjoy the games this weekend. Thank you, brother. Take care.